If you're a more energetically sensitive, creative, or entrepreneur who's ready to transform your sensitivities into your superpowers so that you can spend more time in the flow and less time in the internal struggle, then you've come to the right place. The Empathic Entrepreneur Podcast with me, Anna Long Stokes, is a business and marketing podcast where we uncover the roadblocks that most energetically sensitive entrepreneurs and creatives face on their journey to success and how to move past these blocks to live a more purpose-driven and energetically aligned life. Okay, everybody, welcome to the Empathic Entrepreneur Podcast. I am so excited because today we have a special guest, a fellow empathic entrepreneur, and her name is Zoe, and she runs the Lunar Lightworker, I don't know if you call it society, it's a podcast, it's your business. We're going to talk more about what Lunar Lightworker is, but welcome to the podcast today, Zoe. We're so happy to have you here. Oh, thanks, Anna. It's it's lovely to connect with you again because we connected a while back, didn't we? So it's lovely yes. to, to be with you again. <laughs> yes, yes. So welcome, welcome, welcome. So um, I wanted to start off, I guess my main question is, this is the Empathic Entrepreneur Podcast. Uh, first off, do you consider yourself to be empathic? Is that a term you would use to describe yourself? Totally. (laughs) Um, Obviously, probably like you and many of your listeners, it's something that I wasn't aware of until kind of probably my late 30s, I'd say. Kind of growing up, just I'll kind of give a brief history, but growing up in England in the 70s and 80s, no one talked about that at all. Yeah. And I don't even know if it was a thing, really. and obviously, I, probably like yourself, um, being a teenager in a really big, like, state, you know, big school, secondary school, mm. um, you know, there's lots of frustrations, anxiety, all of that. So you just on board it all, don't you? When you don't realize who you are, you you have no discernment, do you, over what's mm. your stuff, what's another what's, person? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, really struggled with that. And then it was only as I came into kind of late you know not late as I hope but you know sort of 30s when I started my own journey my own spiritual journey that's when I started to think oh hang on I probably am an empath here and obviously that's been um confirmed over time right it's a part of your identity now mm-hmm. yeah big part so one of the things I wanted to talk with you about one of your podcast episodes you talk about something called your awakening And I thought that would be interesting for um, my listeners to hear more about today. First off, um, you know, in the, I guess I would call us, you know, sort of, I guess I straddle the spiritual and business world. And I feel like uh, you do as well. And um, what, what is an awakening? Let's Mm -hmm. just like dumb it down as much as possible, because a lot of my listeners this is the first time they're even hearing about what an empath is or what energy is. So what is an awakening? Because that's never a term I've used for myself, although I think I had my own and I think I know the moment and it came on quick. But I'm just curious, what is what would you consider an awakening to be? And then I'd like to hear about your journey and what that's been like. Mm. Yeah, such a good question. And if I get really woo-woo, Anna, <laughs> just weigh <laughs> me in because I'm used to walking like woo-woo. But um, so awakening for me, this is how I've experienced it and and what I have come to call an awakening is for me, 
stepping into my power, claiming who I truly mm. am and kind of coming back to, to what I'm meant to be doing, you know, mm. on, on this earth plane. That That's how I see it and how I term it. And for me, awakening really is coupled with, you know, empowerment, you know, the uniqueness and the, the true essence of you and kind of really showing that out to the world, however it is, because obviously it manifests differently for yeah. everybody. Everyone's got a purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's so many ways we can go down but I I always say to clients that I work with that you we're not a sole purpose or a purpose is not something that means you will be working in the spiritual arena necessarily it could just be something about you deeply connected to you that you are really gifted and blessed that and just naturally maybe do parts of it but maybe not always recognize that as your purpose. It will be something that lights you up. And our awakening is you kind of going from where you're at to really stepping into that and honoring that. And that journey, an awakening is like a journey, a journey of self-discovery is something that could probably take a lifetime, if not mm-hmm. lifetimes, if we want to go there. Um, yeah. So that that's that's how I see an awakening is that reclaiming, you know, stepping back into your power, waking up that part of yourself. So, you know, it could be, you could be someone who's like really gifted in bringing community together, mm-hmm. you know, and so you really deepen into that as you awaken because you realize that that's an intrinsic part of yourself that really lights mm-hmm. you up. For example, um, you know, everyone's is different. Everyone's, you know, you could be someone who's really visual. So you're very gifted at creating, you know, beautiful home, a beautiful home for yourself. Or, you know, maybe if you're more spiritual, you might be someone who senses energy like a lot of empaths do. Well, all, Mm -hmm. all empaths do. So you would know how to clear that energy in a room. Mm. You know, it's it's all of those sorts of things, and it can look very different for, for for everybody. And so, what was that process like for you? Because I know yours has been this journey, this longer journey you've talked yeah. about. <laughs> yeah, you know, some so, people it hits them on the head. Yeah, you know, I mean, and for me, I will say mine was like one day in Chicago in the shower during a breakdown, a mental breakdown, <laughs> and I was like, oh God. <laughs> But looking back on it, I think that was that was the okay time to get back on track, time to get back on path. Mm-hmm. Something is in dissonance here. Yeah. There is a dissonance that I can't ignore anymore. And then it was teeny small steps into the direction I knew I was like meant to be on. I wouldn't call it as much as I mean, I guess my purpose plays into it, but it felt like you know, for me, my awakening is how do I find more direct communication with my higher self? Mm -hmm. And then everything that comes along with that, all the answers that come from that. Um, And it felt like a big moment in the shower, you know, Mm -hmm. like one of those eat, pray, love moments where she's on the floor praying and she hears the voice or it's kind of like, yeah, that that felt like that for me. Mm -hmm. And then it led me down what I would consider a very long journey also. But what's your journey been like? 
Yeah, that's really interesting, Anna, because I, I do know people who've had a very, what I would call meteoric awakening on where mm. they have that one defining moment, obviously like yours. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of go from like just who they were before to already kind of working out and, and sorting it out within a whole year and, you know, on their purpose and all this. That was definitely not my case. I would say, I mean, I could, it's hard to put a... Um, a, num- a time on it but mm-hmm. I would honestly say probably about 12 years yeah. um, and everyone's different you know there's no but I believe looking back that I really put the reins on it I was so scared there was so much fear around me breaking away from who I was mm-hmm. And feeling what I was feeling, and and there was a lot of illusion, like delusion around, mm-hmm. um, you know, all of it. Really, the whole process. I was a teacher. I was a teacher in mainstream. I taught languages. It was really stressful. Not a good environment for empaths at all, because mm-hmm. you're kind of onboarding all this stuff. At the time, I was starting to get interested in yoga, and then for it was obviously a, a higher reason, but I. I trained as a transference healer, which is a modality that I practice today. That's 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 the energy that I would run on clients, mm-hmm. coaching clients or whatever. And I did that because my sister had done it. And I thought, oh, I'm quite it's quite interesting. I'll do that. Just thinking, oh, I'll do it on myself and I run it on my family. And I, I had no interest in ha- in having it. And client. this is like happening as you still had your job. You yeah, know, like I'm gonna yeah. dabble. Yeah, it was like a yeah. bit of a dabble, a bit of a hobby, uh, you know, and I really, because it's such, and I believe it was such a power, it wasn't like Reiki or it's like Reiki on steroids. I mean, you mm-hmm. it pushes you so much and it really frightened me and I really put the brakes on and I think it was that. I just, I just could not, I was doing it a little bit, but I kept stopping and so I, th- I think it was that that really slowed down my progress into anything. Obviously, that that was my destiny. Yeah, but absolutely. I knew, yeah, I, I knew, I knew that I I couldn't be a teacher anymore. But it was uncomfortable for me. You know, when you know you need to be doing something, but you so don't want to do it because you know the consequences and everything that unravels. I think everyone knows they they everyone they maybe that. won't put the words to it, but they're <laughs> oh. like, and it, I see it all the time. You know, I'm in the process of really launching all my empathic classes and really going down that road finally for myself. And Mm. I've watched this working at other schools is the point people get to, it's like the point of no return. They know Mm. that if they take the next step, will everything fall apart? And that's terrifying. And maybe it will. And often like back in my year long clairvoyant training, I mean, all of our lives kind of fell apart. They fell apart in the traditional way. Like on paper, our lives fell apart. (laughs) But the bigger picture is everything was coming together. But all you see at first is what's the change? This is scary. It's like the devil you know Mm. is better than the devil you don't know. And so um, in a way, you knew that there was this overhaul, it sounds like, that was coming. And you're like, I see you as like one of those like ski racers on a hill. And there's like, you're trying to like put the brakes on, but it's just like, eventually you're going to get to the bottom of the hill. (laughs) 
And that, and it was so, it was so uncomfortable because you kind of have this route and this direction yeah. and you're comfortable, yeah. you're in your comfort zone. And, you know, it's what I've come to realize is growth. You know, growth is yeah. not meant to feel comfortable, unfortunately, yes. you know, and it's, and every time you feel uncomfortable, I and mean, that's a good yeah. rule of thumb. Every time you feel uncomfortable, you know, you are pushing yourself. So it's not, you know, that's a nice way and a good way of seeing that discomfort, right? And I'm Uh, happy to hear a fellow empath saying that because I feel like there's this um, unhelpful dialogue happening in the spiritual community around, if it doesn't feel good, don't do it. Okay, but let's like dissect that because if it doesn't feel good, it might be exactly what you need. You know, there's times, sure, listen to your gut, but also there's times your body's going to try to uh, slow things down for you or keep you in what feels safe. It's like a body programming versus what your spirit has in store for you. So thank you for mentioning that. Cause I feel like, um, that's not really helpful to growth is to say, it's just going to be, everything should feel good. It should be easy. Well, you let me know. You let me know. It will do once you get there. Right. But you, the, the, the growth and the uncomfortable nurse is all the, all those kind of all that delusion that's like shattering and breaking down. That's mm. what feels uncomfortable. And knowing that we have to, you know, we have to integrate that we have to move beyond that, don't we? And it's the fear of the unknown. It's all of those things that feel uncomfortable. But um, I think can probably, I, can, can I ask you something though? Yeah. What were you, what do you, looking back on it, it might be hard to answer now, but what do you think on some level you were most afraid of? What was the biggest fear of all of this shattering that was happening of your Mm -hmm. identity, of your life? Was it a marriage? Was it your identity as a teacher? Like what was the big thing that you were most afraid of? Yeah. Well, that's a really good question because it happened over about weeks. In a way, there was one defining moment where I just went home one day after a day at work and I just said to my husband, I can't be there. I just cannot be there anymore. But I had no clue what I was going to do. And he was like, okay, that's fine. I mean, you know, he's really, he's wonderful, really. I mean, you know, he could support us financially. So I was in a blessed situation. And I went, you know, and I was in a, in a contract where I could just finish at the end of the week or whatever. And I did that. And I cried for about a week. I remember I cried because I didn't know who I was. And it was that, it was that sense of identity and validation that was all wrapped up in that job. Mm-hmm. You know, because I come from a long line of teachers that so was all like, oh, she, mm-hmm. you know, Zoe's going to be All the family teacher. programming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the programming. You know, not that my mum ever put pressure on me, but she was so proud of the fact that, yeah. you know, and I was so lost. And the thing is, Anna, I came into that career in my 30s. So before that, I'd been doing God knows what. And then I kind of <laughs> settled down and I thought, right, I need a career. And it was teaching. And I was about, I don't know, 10 years in. So I was probably a bit older, probably in my early 40s when I thought, I can't do it. You know, so it was that. It was a sense of pride. It was a sense of identity. And it just knocked me for, for six. So in a way, that was quite a defining moment within the awakening, but I was still putting the brakes on her. And what what transpired after that was that just before I got to that point, um, you know, I was talking, I was 
yogaing and I was I was interested in a bit of breath work and you know the usual kind of and I was running this energy and I asked the head I said look there are so many children school refusing or anxious would you be interested in me setting up some nurture groups at, at the beginning of school to help these kids and he was like yeah he was really open bless him and so I went in with my crystals and my cards and, <laughs> and the kids were so receptive and I loved awesome. it and that was the first sign of this is really lighting me up. And mm-hmm. that was the part that I loved. All the I love teaching. I love imparting wisdoms and knowledge. And but I didn't enjoy all the rest of it and the feel and the pressure and the, you know, all and maybe of that. what you were teaching. You just you were um, meant yeah. to be a teacher. It sounds like you yeah. are teaching others. It's just yeah, you want to teach what you want to teach yeah that's it It was I was a bit bored with it really I suppose but it was you know it was all of that so it's just those realizations and um and then realizing that actually that element that aspect of being in the school of helping those kids really lit me up so then I thought well maybe I'm meant to be helping children in that way and it just never really came off I don't know I just couldn't seem to get it working Mm -hmm. so then I thought well maybe you know I had some friends who were struggling and I've always been someone you know an empath another empathic tendency is to to want to listen to want to serve to want to help you know support Mm -hmm. so I thought well maybe I could do run a bit of energy and it just kind of grew from there and then I started doing moon circles and gathering women just in the living room you know and having a few (laughs) clients off the back of that and you know, and that, yeah. that's how it started. And then pandemics, and then I went online, and it, it just grew from there. Um, but I'm now all online because, like you, you know, we can yeah. reach so many more people, right? And we're yeah. not we're not bounded, are we? So, um, so, so yeah. there wasn't necessarily like one pivotal moment where you're like, I'm going to take this and turn it into um, my business. Like I'm going to make this, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, I guess at what point did you, did you leave the teaching job that day when you got home and you told your husband, or at that point you then tried to do the, the children's circles. And then like, at what point did you, did you take the scary leap? Did what, you quit the stable you- job to do this? Yeah, I mean, the, well, the teaching was a stable job and yep. um, it just kind of grew slowly from there. But, you know, like I said, I was, I did have, you know, I, I obviously financially, we were okay yeah. uh, for me to sort of find myself. But again, it took a long time mm-hmm. because then I thought, well, I'm going to work with children. Then that didn't work out. And I think I was, I just didn't know myself. I didn't know my purpose. This is the thing you see. If you're, it takes time. I, well, for me, it took time to, you know, to really realize who I was and what I was meant to be doing so that then my messaging became clear, my branding, my business. And it's only really in the last, I'd say, six months to a year and working with a, a beautiful coach that it's become a lot clearer. But it's it's a journey, isn't it, Anna? You yeah. know, you if you don't know yourself, if you don't truly know yourself, how can you know how to serve? Do you know what I mean? And, and mm-hmm. you know, it's all of those things like using your intuition, you know, mm-hmm. and taking aligned action on top of that and doing your inner work, your journaling, you know, all mm-hmm. of these practices to get to that point where, 
um, you truly know yourself so that you can bring that out into your content, your messaging, your mm-hmm. website. And, you know, and I really believe now that deepening, you know, our our connection with our inner world and knowing who we truly are will then really make clear what you do as a business and how you serve. That That's, I mean, I don't know whether you'd agree with me, but the 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 more I I kind of dived into and connected with my purpose, oh, that yeah. it reflected into the business. And we were just saying, weren't we, that it's 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 quite spiritual in a way, isn't it? Being yeah. an entrepreneur, it's a journey. It it's, always has been for me. Um, yeah. I think there are some people who get through it in a different way. Like that's not so much their path, but. I don't know as many people like that because the people I'm in cahoots with are usually on a similar journey as mine. And they're looking at how to be most aligned with themselves as they align with their companies. You know, I think there was this, you know, kind of wild, wild west of the online coaching world that I was in back in, uh, you know, 2010, when just a lot of the online businesses and coaching was really flying off the handle, you know? And and I think at that time, it was everybody just get online and make money. Just do it this way. Do it this way. There was a lot of messaging around, just go out there, do it this way. And I think as everything's evolving, we're in 2023 now. I can't believe it's been like 13 years since I started kind of the online, you know, portion of starting a company. I was back in this whole thing back in 2010, but looking at how things have changed now, I think a lot of people are really wanting things to be aligned. It's not just about making money. You know, it's not just about hustling and what you can buy and what you have to show for it. Like just a lot of people, I think, I think, and I think the big energy that broke through with the pandemic as much as it was a hard time, I think the big energy that stepped forward was what really, like what really matters, like mm-hmm. what really matters. So I think there's a lot more entrepreneurs going and not even entrepreneurs, leaders, creatives, you know, I don't just work with entrepreneurs. I work with creatives. I work with leaders, but they're asking themselves, like, how do I want to do this in a more aligned way? Mm-hmm. Just like, you know, that was part of your journey. It sounds like you were yeah. a teacher, but how do you teach in a more aligned way? Well, you teach the things you want to teach. You teach the type of people who you have more of a alignment with or resonance with. Mm, so, yes. yeah. 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 It's a subject. It's, it's, you know, I mean, I'm all, I'm a real big lunar cyclical liver. So, you know, and I love, I'm obsessed with cosmology, you know, everything that's going on with the planets and the stars and how that you know, that impacts on us. So that's a big, but that's one of my pillars, you know, my core values and what, what we focus on at Lunar Light. Yeah, let's talk about that. What do you do? What, tell us about your business. So now that you, now that we know you're an empath and we know you're an entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. tell us about your, your work. Well, so light worker for me, again, Mm -hmm. it's always how I've experienced it, is someone who, every light, light worker, as far as I know and believe, is empathic. So it has a very, you know, it's very sensitive to energy and how people are feeling and those sorts of things. And for me, someone, an empath who really starts to master their gifts. So, you know, we talked about mm-hmm. maybe someone who hosts beautiful communities or whatever, you know, um, for me as a light worker. 
So a light worker again is not necessarily someone who works in the spiritual arena, but is someone who can hold a beautiful space for others. You know, mm-hmm. can just they've stepped you know, not, into their light, and now their light exactly. is shown on other people, well, it, and it makes yes. a waitress a waitress. I always say like. My husband's always like, I couldn't wait tables anymore because it doesn't mean anything. I was like, waiting tables m- means everything. Yeah. Like for some people, that's the only interaction they have with a person. So are you going to make their day good or not? Are you, you know, like I've, I don't know. I always thought when I was a waitress, like it was quite powerful. I was touching all the lives of all these people. Like I was a light worker touching all these lives. Yeah. Of different, if I was in a good mood, yeah, <laughs> if I was in a bad mood, I was probably ruining their day. <laughs> Like workers are powerful. Their energy is powerful. They can make or break the mood in a room. Oh, yeah. Who today? No, we're powerful. We're powerful beings for sure. But then that that would be that discernment, wouldn't it? I mean, I know if I'm not in a good space, nobody else is. So I kind of tend to take myself away and, you know, go into nature, revitalize and do all those sorts of things. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, so So your work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my work. So I support intuitive, sensitives, and past light workers to really step into their highest expression and really raise their vibration. So, you know, we all have an energy. I don't want to get to, stop me from getting too woo-woo. Nope, so we have fine. an we have an energy. You know, we we all probably all we know all that or yeah. sense that you know aware of that and that this energy has a bit of like I I call it a sliding scale it has a vibration or a frequency so if we're someone who's more positive and I'm not talking like Pollyanna kind of you know like oh it's all good all the time that's not not what I mean but a more positive um philosophic nature say they would tend to have a, a, a lighter vibration a higher vibration but obviously, if we're more dense and negative, it's lowered. So I work with people to help them shift that so that they know how to do that for themselves. So mm. they know how to cleanse their energy, protect their mm. energy. And obviously, as empaths, we all know, don't we, those energy vampires, those mm-hmm. people who are probably really lovely, but you spend 10 minutes with them and you're like, oh, my God, you know, you feel really <laughs> dense. And um, yeah. do you know what I mean? So it's about... Oh, yeah really getting hyper aware like pristine energy mm-hmm. management practices and and hyper aware of how you are and what's your stuff so mm-hmm. that you know when you're onboarding other people's stuff and we couple this energy management with lunar and cyclical living and we do practices like practical sessions over the new and full moon and dark moon mm-hmm. periods and really harness those potent energies for clarity and releasing work and you know it's just an ongoing process and it's a whole that builds into this connection deepening connection to your inner world so that yes. that's kind of what I do in a Great. nutshell <laughs> in a nutshell just a little bit of stuff yeah. <laughs> just a little lunar work just working with the cosmos and the moon no big deal <laughs> awesome do you have any advice for um empathic entrepreneurs whether you know what, let's just say advice for empaths. And I know my podcast is called Empathic Entrepreneur, but like I said, I have leaders on here. I have creatives. Mm-hmm. Do you have any advice for empaths who are leaders, creatives, entrepreneurs mm-hmm. who are sensing that there is a path to become more aligned with, that there's something, mm-hmm. essentially something missing that they know 
sort of that pre-awakening or that on the edge of awakening, do you have any advice about kind of getting through the energy or getting through that process based on your experience? Yeah. Do you know what, Anna? The well, there's probably been a few, but one of the biggest game changers for me has been more intentional, conscious living. And what I mean by that is just intentionally slowing down, just slowing everything down. Um, mm. you know, and just not I'm one of these people that I've had to be very bounded with myself. I, I totally overdo, but this intentional slowing has kind of weaved into everything I do. So I have a, you know, like I don't, I used to, I used to post about three times a day and it was just massive. It was ridiculous. And none of it was really, you know, really, really good. You know, now I just do maybe one post every other day or once a day if I'm in a launch or whatever. Mm -hmm. But what I do do is really good. You know, I really Mm -hmm. sit down. I'm really intentional. I go within, I get the guidance, I do my journaling most mm-hmm. days, and that feeds into my content. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is probably more than one piece of advice, but I don't tend to look at other people's stuff unless I'm connecting yeah. like you, for example, I'd look at your stuff to see if we're more aligned. But I like mm-hmm. to keep it pure. I like to keep it soul-led. And mm-hmm. I've been able to deepen that by just slowing being intentional, you know, just having a, an energy of excellence, you know, to everything I, I do as much as I can within my limitations. But do you know what I mean? And that's yeah. been, and you can see it, you can see it when you, you know, by, by people's reactions to your posts, their comments, you know, and it just brings a whole vibe to what you do. And it would mm-hmm. just, you know, it, there's not, there's never just one thing, is there? But I would say that's fed into everything the way I live my life, the way, you know, I am with my husband, with my children. I'm going to take more time to listen to them, you know, just, just slow down. I love that. You know, and still I love that. It's then, so yeah. simple, but so hard. Simple, but it's so you know, hard. And, yeah. And like, I'm being, I'm being called to share this quick story where my husband and I were traveling one of our trips recently. We were at the airport. And um, there, there was a quick, you know, with one of the flights we were on was kind of running late. And then we all had to catch this other flight that wasn't late. So like, you know, the, the, all of a sudden you thought you had maybe two hours to, to catch a flight and you had less time to get through the LAX airport, which is a nightmare. The thing is, I've just learned at this point that rushing gets us nowhere. So my husband and I take our time. We keep seeing this family. It's a poor guy with his wife and his like three kids. And they are just frantic. And we keep coming to them no matter where we're at, because there's all these different checkpoints. Because when you're coming from an international into like the LAX to then take a regional flight, you have to like go through security again. It's a nightmare. So like, I get it. There's things to get through, right? But every point along the way, we are super chill. They are super freaking out. And then we, and I thought he must be on a flight that's like earlier than ours. Cause this guy's just freaking out. You know, it's like, ah, everybody come on. And then at the end of the day, I realized he's on our flight. And this whole time, everything that was happening, he was like losing his bag, losing his coat, running here, running there. We were on the same flight. We got there at the same time. We all got on the plane at the same time. None of us missed our flight. My experience was very different than his experience. 
And in the process, he was a little more late than we were because he was rushing, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that when that applies to the spiritual journey, if you're Mm -hmm. rushing through your day, you're rushing through your life, when are you going to be open to hearing the messages from your higher self, picking up the cues? Mm -hmm. You know, if you're in this place where you're Mm -hmm. going, I don't know what's next. How do I move more onto my path? You know, when I do readings with people, the answer is right there. It's always right there. It's whether they could see it, listen to it, feel it, know it for themselves. And if they're rushing through it, it's not likely that they can access that information easily. It's just buried into, it's buried under the chaos. So I love that advice. Mm, Yeah. We're so busy, aren't we? We miss those little whispers of the soul. And it's, um, and you're right, it is, it is hard to do that, but it's a practice. And, you you know, it's, it's taken me time to, to get to where I am now. And I'm sure there's other layers and deepening of that. Always, but yeah. it just and it and it will and that's the thing as well is that it's an energy. Your business is an energy. It's it's mm-hmm. part of you, but it's also separate. Mm-hmm. And you know you've got to think. Well, what energy am, am I showing up with here? You know, mm-hmm. if I'm all crazy and chaotic. Mm-hmm. People will feel that. They will feel it. Mm-hmm. Um, they may not understand that's what they're picking up on. Yep. You know, and you think about everything you write, everything you put out there has mm-hmm. an energy, has a frequency. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so get into, I, I would say that's one of the really powerful things that you can, and effective things that you can do that will directly impact on your business I mean don't get freaked out because some obviously we have times where we go into the dark night of the soul you know we 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 have our voice don't we we have periods of struggle um you know and I'm always like oh my god you know guys, it's gonna don't, you know it's not as quick as that but I think if you're generally someone who's really chaotic busy blah 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 then that will definitely filter through you know you yeah it's um and I guess in those periods where you are struggling then back off you know just if you possibly can rest and you know just wait until you feel better and you'll have so much more energy anyway it's just flowing with it isn't it as well yeah well so we tell us tell everyone how they can find you um we're wrapping things up here so I want um, them to know how they can reach you. you I know you have a podcast going on you have a membership yeah, look, oh, thanks, Anna. Yeah, so the best place is Instagram um, at Lunar Lightworker. And, and I'll put a link um, in the show notes for everybody. Yeah, I'm just basically Lunar Lightworker. So my website as well, I can give you that, Anna. And obviously, awesome. the, the membership is Lunar Lightworker membership. <laughs> keeping it, keeping it simple. <laughs> it's really and the Lunar Lightworker podcast as well. Guess what? What a surprise! But um. You know, if you're feeling drawn, just pop over. I'd love to. I'd love to connect with you on Instagram. Um, yeah, awesome. start from there. Yeah. Thank, thank you so much for being here today, and um, hopefully, we'll touch base soon. That was lovely. Thank you so much for having me on, Anna. Loved it. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening to the Empathic Entrepreneur Podcast with me, Anna Longstokes. For more information on these and many other topics or to contact me for a consultation, please visit www.empathicpreneur.com. That's empathicpreneur.com. Or check out the show notes for direct links. And hey, if you like this podcast, please remember to take a minute to leave a review and to share with a friend. Until next time, keep creating. Keep creating.